0: If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The 7 Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word 7HABITS. That's the number 7HABITS to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome back. Hey guys. We're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to do a two-part series. Today is part one of my seven tips for growing a seven-figure business. So I hope you guys enjoy this. If you do, make sure you stay tuned for part two. But before we get started, let me just read one quick review from iTunes. It's from Tina Laley. And Tina says, growth experts teaches me something new every episode. Great podcast. Thanks, Tina. Greatly appreciate it. And if you'd like your review read on air, make sure you go to iTunes and add a review for the Growth Experts Podcast. Now let's get this show on the road. Today, I'm going to share with you seven, yep, that's seven, seven tips on how to grow a seven-figure business. Now, for those of you who don't know me, I've built three multi-million dollar companies in my career. One of them, I grew to over 80 million in sales. And cumulatively, my businesses have done over $200 million in sales. So when I sat down to put this together, right, I was asked a question recently. When I sat down to put this together, you know, I really spent a lot of time focusing on the key components that allow you to scale a business from startup to six figures to seven figures very rapidly. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to give you seven tips on how to grow a seven-figure business tip number one tip number one is you have to develop a growth mindset a growth mindset is critically important and I jotted some notes down here because I wanted to make sure I touched on all the points having a growth mindset before you get started is extremely beneficial right because the fact is we know we're gonna run into rejection We know we're going to make mistakes. We know we're going to fall down and fail at different times. But having a growth mindset is one where you realize that failure is not permanent and it's almost like a requirement or a badge of honor in order to get to the other side where all the success lies as an entrepreneur, right? So you have to get out of that scarcity mindset and you have to learn to execute fast because done is better than perfect. So those are a few tips to expand on, you know, that developing a growth mindset. Number 2. Number 2 is where I want to talk to you about product market fit. Now what do I mean by that? When I say that to some people, it kind of baffles them a little bit. So product market fit is where you Rather than you creating a product that you think is a great idea and then launching it out into the market and hearing crickets because you have this blind view of what that product problem that product is going to solve or the issues it's going to address. And unfortunately, that happens all the time. So product market fit is where you find a problem or a challenge or an audience and you identify where their challenges are, what their problems are, what their issues are, and then you design a product specific to that market. So this is really, really, really important, right? Because obviously, if you're gonna spend a ton of money and time and energy developing a product or a service, whatever that may be, whether it's online, offline, or anywhere in between, obviously you wanna make sure that that's a worthwhile investment. You want to make sure you're hitting the nail on the head. So product market fit is really important. There's that old adage, measure twice, cut once. And when you're doing your research up front, that can be extremely valuable, valuable when it comes to product market fit. So the other piece about that is it's really, really important that you have a really strong understanding of who your customer avatar is. The marketer, the entrepreneur, that has the best understanding of their customer avatar will typically win. Okay. And then the third part is, you know, another thing that you can consider that I've done and a lot of other entrepreneurs have done is consider making an offer to your audience before you actually create the product. It's kind of a lean process. That way, if there's no interest, you don't even bother creating the product or service, right? So that's another little hack that you can, that you can try as well when it comes around product market fit. All right. Number 3. Number 3 is where you need to consider selling a recurring revenue product or to have upsells and downsells to your one-time offer, right? So, let me just do a math equation for you. If you're if you're going to generate a, build a business that does a million dollars a year in sales, you're going to have to average about $83,000 a month in sales to hit a million. That's the average, right? So, if you're doing, if you have a product or service that's a one-time offer where they just pay, the customer pays you one time, you're going to need to get about 83 new clients per month in order to hit that 83,000 so that you can annualize out at a million dollars. That's 83 new customers per month, right? Every month you're starting from, from zero and you got to get 83 new customers. Now, if it's a recurring revenue model where customers are paying you $1,000 per month, You only need 83 total clients paying you that $1,000, right? So you don't need 83 new clients. Of course, you might have a little bit of churn, but you need to have 83 net clients per month paying you $1,000 per month. Now, let's do the math again. Let's say, for example, your customers are spending $10,000 a month with you, right? So if they're spending $10,000 a month, you only need 8.3 clients per month, not new clients, but recurring clients per month in order to hit that same $83,000. You tell me which one's easier. Number four. Number four is one of the lessons that you learn and it usually takes a long time. I know it did for me. And it's all about building a team around you and not just building a team of anybody's, but building a team of somebody's. And what I mean by that is your goal should be to hire only people that are smarter than you and better than you at whatever they're good at, right? So ultimately, building a team is critically important. I mean, the fact is you can build a six-figure business without a very good team. You can. I mean, you can, depending upon the industry, depending upon the product, depending upon the business, you can build a six-figure business and you can muscle and gut that out. But to build a seven or eight figure business without a team is very challenging. And probably even if you accomplish it, you're going to burn yourself out and eventually fail, right? So the fact is, hire the best people you can possibly afford. Hire the best people you can that you can possibly afford. Don't pinch pennies when it comes to top talent, all right? And then the last thing about this when it comes to building a team, don't hire anybody who has... Anything that resembles a bad attitude. And when you do, and you will, because we all do, get rid of them immediately because bad attitudes are like cancer. Consider it a mistake that you've made, but it's cheaper to get rid of them now than the back-end cost of keeping them inside your organization and your team and letting them infect their entire organization. Okay, peeps, I hope you guys enjoyed part one of the seven tips for growing a seven-figure business. Stay tuned to the next episode of the Growth Experts Podcast for part two. Listeners, I wanna thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.